0: From the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is... The Good Atheist.
1: Visiting old friends in Ottawa. Let me tell you what, wandering around a city with terrible public transportation in the cold is a nightmare.
0: Yeah, you know what, I just don't uh, I don't go to Ottawa because the place I find just generally uninteresting. Like there's nothing that goes on over there. That's basically my impression of it. I mean, other than diplomatic dinners oh, yeah, and yeah, what yeah. have I, you. I'm not, I'm not trying to pretend like Ottawa is a hot spot or anything. I've just got some
1: friends back there and I... Uh, I go back, get rowdy, kill a few brain cells, and come back here and try
0: to hold my own against you. Now, for those of you that are fans but that are not Canadian or do not know, you know, sort of like the capitals of of countries, Ottawa is the capital of Canada. Mm -hmm. So, as you can guess, it's a very conservative place, the kind of place where, you know... Uh, diplomats usually uh, get to drive over people and, uh, and, and not get convicted or ever get a parking ticket. You know, one of those annoying cities where people get away with anything just yeah. because they got that special plate. Yep, because, yeah, they're, because they
1: come from an embassy. <laughs> I fucking hate those places. I hate them so much.
0: Okay, uh, speaking of things that I hate... Um, <laughs> I, think, I feel like that's going to be a theme of the it, show. It is going to be a theme of the show. It's just like, I, I'm in a pissed off mood today. Do you need a hug? No. I could give you a hug. I give killer hugs. A girlfriend's coming over, so I'm going to have plenty of hugs and uh, and and, and uh, other kinds of hugs. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know man. It sounded like there. you wanted to hug her earlier. Yeah, but you know what? When you're angry at someone, sometimes the hugging is a lot better. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, it's true. Uh, a, a brutal hugging. Oh, okay, a nice
1: ah, I understand. Cause I wasn't offering to hug you, I was just <laughs> offering to hug you. <laughs> <laughs> just to want to clarify that. Yeah, I, sure don't, I you did
0: sure you did mm. um okay so i sent you this article it's one that i we, we're going to talk about it's basically an la times article uh that was basically calling us uh, the um i guess this was written by Sh- this woman called Charlotte, Charlotte ann mm-hmm. uh, allen excuse me uh, she wrote um, a book. What was it called?
1: It was like called The Human Jesus. Or something yeah, like no, that. The
0: Historical Quest for yeah. Jesus. Basically, she wrote a book, uh, you know, trying to prove that uh, Jesus was a real person, that he existed. And obviously, not just from that fact, but also that, you know, he not only did he exist, but he was also a God. Did you not know? He was also a God. Hmm. I uh, proved that he existed and was a God. Anyways. This woman uh, basically went on and wrote possibly, I think, one of the stupidest articles that I've ever read on atheism. And I've I've read a lot of articles from a variety of newspapers, because every single one of them, once in a while, the New York Times, the uh, Washington Post, now the LA Times, they all like to have their guests come over and basically bash fucking atheism and tear them a new a-hole, saying like, oh, atheists are so whiny and boring. That's her claim now, Mm -hmm. like that we're apparently whiny and boring. Now, I agree... First of all, before we even talk about it, I agree with what P.C. Meyer said, that if you like, if you say that your subjects uh, that you're writing about are boring, then that's probably not the best way to start an article. Just, mm. a, just a thought here. <laughs> it's like, this is boring. Let me go on to tell you how boring this is. Yeah, how about you don't? How about you don't? <laughs> how about you mind your own business? But this is actually one of the – some of the things that she talked about, which is what I want to talk about with you, discuss, mm. is the fact that she said that not only are we not uh, persecuted as atheists, but there is no – uh, you know, there, there's no conspiracy to make it so that atheists can't hold public office. There's no problems with you or your your job or your family if you, quote unquote, come out. We're all making a big deal for no reason. What do you think about that?
1: Oh, it's obviously completely wrong. I mean, everything really. If you haven't if you haven't read the article, you really should go back and read it, because it it it'll. I mean, this personally, I'm not in a bad mood, but I am angry because I read that article and I'm just like, wow. This has to be some of the, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's got to be probably one of the worst shellacking atheists I've, I've gotten in a, in a public thing. And to have it come from somebody who just gets everything so completely wrong. Like Just, just to give you an example of, of one of the first things she says in one of the first paragraphs. She says, uh, if science can't prove something, it doesn't exist. That's, her, that's what she says we think. And I'm like, well, if science disproves something. Then, then it, it does not exist. exist. Yeah, that, yeah, that we, would be that
0: would be correct. We it, disprove tons of th- stuff all the time. You know, like disproving. Uh uh, I don't know, like the ether, oh, or we disprove all kinds of just
1: we, We've talked about it, I think, in the, last, uh, in the last show. It's just that the only thing that science pretty much hasn't been able to put a definitive like stake through the heart of is, you know, the god that can change all rules and therefore doesn't apply to, you know, it's, well, <laughs> you, do you, do you the catch-22
0: of of, of an of a all-powerful deity. He's like, well, he can't be tested. Did you ever read that article I wrote once? Uh, it was called, Who's God Are You Debating Anyways? Basically what I was saying is that a tactic of religious people is to Always go one thing back uh, in terms of how did they describe God in such a way that it, it, it is undefinable. So if all of a sudden I disprove to you that the whole idea of a personal God that answers prayer, that that's impossible, they'll just jump back and say, well... God exists outside of time, and uh, he was the creator, of, creator uh, of everything, and he didn't need to create himself because he's God. And all of a sudden, you're just like, well, this is bullshit. Yeah, I know. Fucking magic answer.
1: You, you can't apply all these rules basically from the Bible, which, are the, which is the word of God, and then step back and say, well, you know, that wasn't God. Anyway, it's like, some what? of them
0: were stories. Some of them were not stories. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, which one's stories? Which one's not? You know, it's a, it, usually it's pretty simple. Uh, it's 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 either true or it's not true, and if it's mm-hmm. not true, it's just a bunch of stories. You may have heard other religions make similar claims. Uh, you know, no one is talking about the truth or the untruth of Zoroastrianism. We kind of moved beyond that, and all the thousands of fucking religions we moved on beyond yeah. since then. Um, but you know what? I find what I find most disturbing about this article is it just doesn't. Not only does it not say anything, but if you would have replaced atheist with blacks, Jews. Mormons, any fucking minority, they would have just lost their minds they would you, they would have called her a bigot, they would have called her like you racist. know racist and tolerant and 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 really that 's what it is i mean we we normally we 're so used to these kinds of statements we don 't even see it as such. And- but if, if, uh, you know, if you feel like a bit of a persecuted minority, and I'm, I know that in most of the places that listen, the most of the people that listen to this podcast probably live in places where they are prosecuted. That's why they like listening to us. We're the crusty curmudgeons mm-hmm. that make them feel better about their fucking shitty situation. Well, that's pretty grim. <laughs> it is a little grim. But you know what like we we uh, it's it's grim in the in the fact that their situations are crummy but it's nice to know that we are an entertaining show. And it's also <laughs> nice to know that uh, you know atheist Megan Headway
1: because this is this is basically the feeling that I got is that you're going to see more and more articles like this because it's not so much the battle lines are being drawn although they are. They
0: they, they are <laughs> very it, they are very unsubtly being drawn.
1: I, I mean think about how weird it is that there is a like this is a really long article, you know. It, it's it's a good two or three pages and, and it's an article about how something that atheists claim exists doesn't exist and how ironic is that <laughs>
0: <laughs> i know i know Well, you know to be fair i i write article after article about how their shit isn't real mm. uh but uh, you know then again i don't turn around them and say disprove the fact that i'm disproving you or whatever you know what i mean like mm. I, I, i'm not throwing them in an impossible situation here they make claims I call them on their claims, and that's about it. I mean, our only real claim is that uh, the evidence for God is insufficient, and therefore the question is moot. Mm-hmm. That your personal God does not exist because you've showed no evidence to it. This is what we're saying to all these Christians people. And they turn around, and they have the balls to say it. Well, atheists don't debate in these metaphysical or theological questions. I'm like, theological questions? It's nothing more than a sophisticated form of ignorance. Like, you are just... It's all nonsense. How many... Ha- How many fucking angels fit on the head of a pin? Who cares? Like that is not an honest question. And how am I supposed to debate that? Is that a literal,
1: like an actual one of those gotcha questions? No,
0: it just used to be questions that theologians were grasping with, like Like trying to figure out these. Yeah, exactly. The Mm. whole can God create a whole a rock big enough that He can lift it? Uh, I mean, uh, that He can't lift it. And you know, you're just left with this whole. Why is this even a debate kind of thing? Normally when you have a debate, if it is indeed a debate, you have to admit at the end that someone's going to be right someone's going to be wrong. You have to seek the truth. These people aren't interested in the truth. They're interested in only maintaining what they already believe. So they're not debating with you. They're arguing with you about their point of view. The
1: scary thing about this whole article, at least to me, is that you you read it from obviously our perspective and you see it a certain way, but you read it another way. Like, say you're a religious person that doesn't know all that much about atheism. Yeah, that's that's fair to say for most people. (laughs) But you read this article and you you hear all these quotes from, say, Dawkins and Hitchens and uh, the Ferengula guy and all these other all these other people, and basically she picks all the quotes where... Where where we look like dicks. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. You, and you know what? Truth be told, I mean... We'll it, do the same thing there, there, Mary Mary there Mary are There us. are religious dicks, and there are atheist dicks, and the truth of the matter is... They're we, all human dicks. We will both be dicks <laughs> trying to disprove <laughs> each other's points, and that doesn't really mean that we're mean people. It's just that we're
0: having a discussion about it. You know, we're having an argument. A heated discussion. Yeah, and and in a, in a heated discussion, I may call someone uh, like Miss Ellen a bitch. Well, here's, here's
1: the whole thing this is this is the crazy thing about her and this is why i don't actually care all that much about it is because this chick literally is a crackpot i i I looked up i googled her and i read some of her other articles and they are just as like i mean if you think the atheist one is stupid and because the only thing she got right at all in the entire article was the
0: fact that atheists look down on agnostics which is true it is generally true we kind of we feel that they're fence sitters and that they're annoying for placating everybody we're like Pick a side, Uh, motherfucker.
1: We've had that debate many times over, and I've always been of the opinion that I don't mind if people want to stay out of it. (laughs) (laughs) And I I can't blame them for not wanting to take part of the fight, because it's messy, man. It is a messy fight. Absolutely. But uh, everything else, and check this out. I want to read you a, a couple of quotes. She wrote an article about Barack Obama and how all women are you know so this wi- was
0: before he became president
1: uh, this, this this was uh, yeah right this is I think uh, I, I don't have the date on it
0: but now you but, see how it feels to be asked a question you can't answer it's horrible oh, good job good
1: job. <laughs> but uh, here's what she said about all the women fawning over Barack Obama I'm gonna quote it's a bit long so sit with me here oh, I, I will I can't help it but reading about such episodes of screaming gushing and swooning makes me wonder whether women or I should say we women of course aren't the weaker sex after all or even the stupid sex our brains permanently occluded By random emotions, psychosomatic flailings, and distracted by the superficial. Women are only children of a larger growth, uh, uh, wrote one 18th century Earl of Chesterfield. Could he have been
0: right? (laughs) I'm like, wow. You know what? The Earl of
1: Chesterfield.
0: I I get this funny impression from all these really conservative chicks, and it's all the fact that they hate women, okay? Like... If you are a true conservative, I'll be honest with you, you generally feel that women are uneducated and unable to make proper decisions when it comes to voting and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And the reason they feel that way is because most women are usually vote fairly liberal rather than conservative. So obviously their first thought is, women are stupid. <laughs> <All> <laughs> they right? disagree and therefore they are dumb. Theref- therefore and, they are dumb. And you know, that's the perfect
1: summary of this person's
0: article. Yeah, exactly. They disagree with me, therefore they have to be stupid. But you know what? I just... I find if you are a woman, you're a conservative, there's a a problem there. And and the problem is basically that conservatives would love nothing more than for you to be barefoot and preggers in the house. And you know what? Some of you may actually kind of dig that. Maybe you look at that with some form of nostalgia, and that's fine. But you can't force that lifestyle on other people. Like, they don't want to live. Most women don't want to live the way that, uh, you know, conservatives would have them live because... They're human beings. They are entitled to live their lives that they see fit, and it's their choice. It's always kind of weirded me out
1: how how right wing how right wing stuff usually is about control. You know, it's like you can't have abortions, you can't get married, uh, you can't put your penis in somebody's
0: anus, you can't do all these fun things. I just think that in in general, we are a, a lot of men, conservative men specifically, are very afraid of women because. Women control probably one of the most important things that all men seek, and that is sex. They control sex. And uh, you know, a lot of times even in our society, I think women like to victim like to, to victimize themselves and say, Well, you know, uh I, I, I... It's terrible being sexy. It's it's terrible being a woman. It's terrible having all these men wanting to have sex with me. But really, from a young age, women really start understanding how they can use sex to their advantage. I mean, like, how many women have you met that were kind of, like, happy that their looks got them a special on electronic equipment at a future shop? Or that it helped them uh, sort of like dressing sexually made them appear more professional and, and got them a raise, even though they're like, well, other people that weren't as hot didn't get a raise. Uh, and, you know, e- e- even on with their personal lives, like I know many women who have used sex as a form of punishment to their you know, spouses or significant others. Like, let's not kid ourselves here. Sex... When, when, when you have full control over it, it is indeed dangerous and tempting. That's why all these guys are like, you have no power. Wear this fucking veil on your head. You have sex when I tell you to have sex, and that is it. You and you, you only have sex with the person that I choose that you will have sex with. Or Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, I, I understand where that kind of primitive need comes from, at least on the part of men who saying we need to keep our women under control. But I'm like, i got news for you. These are not possessions. They're not things you can possess. That they control the means of reproduction is uh, is too bad. You know, if you want to, if you don't want to be part of that, then go become gay. You, then you won't need to ever worry about women controlling you for sex. You can have it whenever you want. <laughs> Otherwise, you just have to accept that they're going to have that. Extra bit of power. Now, with that said, we still run the world. There's no problem here. Most of the world is being run by men, so I—it's cool. It's, I say, give them power. It's—it's it's one of the one of the few tools. You know, we
1: have the ability. Uh, you know, we—we've got the physical ability to dominate them. I'm pretty sure on a trade-off, they would probably choose that over the sex appeal. Yeah, because so, you know
0: what? There's uh, there are very though they do exist. There are fewer battered men than battered women. You know in this what? World. Actually,
1: you'd be well not well obviously. You'd be, I'm not gonna I, I know. It, I'm you'd, sure
0: you'd, I'd be surprised. Surprises to which men get battered. Uh, obviously, I didn't say that they did not exist. I'm yes. just saying that if you look at the numbers, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably uh, you know ratio of. Twenty men to twenty abused women to every one man. If that, absolutely. If that, you know. But uh, look, there's still there's still other forms of abuse, psychological or whatever.
1: It's becoming a bigger problem in North America where women are just wailing on men all the time. I tell you, it's
0: it's becoming a problem when so many of them are like 350 pounds and can fucking just sit on your face and just kill you. (laughs) So yeah, they're becoming like some of these women, particularly in the south, have become just so large that uh, you know uh, it's they're an unstoppable force, like juggernaut. (laughs) <laughs> from the X-Men. Lori. Okay, um, let's move on to the next subject, actually. I wanted to get off that biatch and her crazy stuff. I wanted to actually talk to you about a religion. It's not even an official religion. It's called... I'll, I'll see if I can pronounce it properly. Uh, Nimenhan. Or oh, yeah. Nimenha. I, I don't know. Do you think that's how it's pronounced? Like, uh, who really care? It's uh, nemina, Nemena? Nemena is how nemina. I kind of read it. Okay. okay. Actually, I like better your definition. Yeah. Anyways... Uh, and that's a kind of like a new age religion that's essentially one of those, um, it's like a fake Native American religion. And uh, the reason I wanted to talk about it is because there's a woman by the name of Colleen Hauser who recently lost in court uh, for her right to deny cancer treatment to her boy that's suffering from a form of Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma, like, I, I believe the survival rates for the type that he has is about 90%. When uh, chemotherapy and uh, radiation uh, treatment is used. But they did not want to use it because they preferred using the sort of like more holistic, natural, holistic natural Indian human. medicines. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like colonics and that kind of fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they 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 lost. They went to court and they lost. And the court was like, you have until a, a specific amount of date to go to an oncologist and to basically get Tip the kids uh, tested and put on a treatment. And that is it. Otherwise, your kid's going to be removed from your personal custody. Uh, and they wanted to go, they, they got back and the, like, they, they came back saying like, oh, this is just government going on and telling people how to live their lives and so on and so forth. First, I wanted, what are your thoughts on this kind of particular thing, uh, like these types of, of incidents? We've talked about them before, yeah, but in this it's, situation, it's, I want to talk about it specifically because of also the type of religion uh, that, what uh, what you call it? Well, Neimanin? Yeah, it. yeah
1: here's, 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 the, here's the whole deal is that the Housers are Catholic, Yet they also support this Nimina thing, which is like a, a holistic Indian medicine thing, run by a guy who's already spent
0: several months in jail for fraud. <laughs> for, <laughs> well, uh, well, why is anyone surprised me? Yeah. Like, if you are co- ever convicted of fraud, you need to consider becoming a preacher when you get out, because you can make money and never go back to jail ever again. Mm. It's, it's the sweetest scam.
1: Because the the whole thing, as far as I could tell from reading up on this, is that, it, is that it's... It, It's kind of like that weird, you know, you'll have religious people who are really into God, but at the same time, they'll believe in the secret. And I'm
0: like, what? (laughs) I know, because the secret is like pretty much the witchcraft that uh, you know your own very Bible warns you. Against. It, it, it's
1: like people people who are uber religious yet still love horoscopes, still do this, still do. This. And these are these are the same people who uh, you know who are hell bent on having their religious whatevers enforced on everybody else. But they still they still have you know. It's just as a general, these are superstitious people, and they enjoy all these different kind of weird things. And it's just it blows my mind that
0: that. Uh, You know what blows my mind? It blows my mind that anyone would actually listen to this for more than 15 seconds and think that this is an issue of a sort of, like, religious tolerance. It has nothing to do with that. And I'm really sick and tired of all these people who have, like, really backwards-ass idea about medical science that want to deny their own children health care. Like, at the same time that this was going on, one mother was facing charges. uh, We wrote about that before for for not calling 911 when her daughter had a diabetic attack. Mm-hmm. Well it turns out that during the court proceedings the woman fainted and they called 911. They called 911 for because that's what everybody does. We all recognize when a person is sick or needs medical treatment you leave them over to the hands of professionals. There is a, an entire field of science, medical science that takes mm-hmm. care of our health. Now if you think that you're, you know, uh, that, that that it violates your religious beliefs, to treat yourself, uh, treat yourself medically. If you're an adult, you have that fucking luxury. Mm-hmm. But when you have children, you are their custodians. It is your job to ensure their security and their continued existence. If you fail at that, you go to jail.
1: Well, the argument that they were trying to use in court is because the kid is 13 years old and he you know, he's old enough to understand this and that. But the funny thing... Well, it's not a funny thing, but... The interesting it thing is, about ha it <laughs> is the, the kid has a learning disability and he can't even read. I'm like, you know what? I don't I don't I'm not gonna criticize him or make assumptions about oh maybe the parents oh, are. This. I'm yeah. just saying if the kid can't read, then do you think he has the capability of understanding uh you know the th- kind
0: of difficult choice he's about to make the, the fact no, that obviously. he's about to kill himself effectively? No. No. Obviously he doesn't have that idea. And even if he did, he probably has a very ridiculous concept saying like, well, I'll just die and go to heaven, and then I'm going to meet all my family and friends there, so it's no big deal, right? I'm like, look, kid, you only got one life. Take the fucking chemotherapy, and then you can have plenty of time you're, the rest of your life to, what, quote-unquote regret the, the fact that you're still alive? No, 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 trust me. Life is better than non-life. Right. Uh, if you're given the option, everybody would and should pick life,
1: not non-life. Well, the the sad fact about it is it all comes down to a lack of trust in, in our medical, in, in basically... Medical science yeah it, has and been, and it has
0: been it has been eroded in in the past well i mean it 's very obvious why it 's been eroded
1: because you 've got these gigantic corporations that are only interested in the bottom line pumping everybody full of drugs yeah, it 's true so it 's like hmm how, why, why do people not trust the medical community because the because medica- number one, there are so many cases where you hear these horror stories of overworked
0: doctors killing people well, I, I think I remember at least in Canada is that most doctors work so many hours that functionally. They are drunk. Yeah. They don't drink, but they're so tired that they are essentially as though they were drunk. Yeah, so well, I'm like, that's the, that's what you see in all hospitals all over the place. Yeah, we, 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 we have a,
1: We have a friend we grew up with. He's a surgeon, and the stories that he tells some of our friends about how long he works, and, and the the
0: it's just, it's terrifying. So Yeah, it is pretty terrifying. Like, take these pills so you stop shaking when you're performing your surgery. I'm like, oh yeah, that fills me with confidence. But, but even above that, there's always
1: been, I don't know what it is about cancer. I think it might just be because chemotherapy is so generally unpleasant, and the concept behind chemotherapy is basically, we're going to radiate you and kill a whole bunch of cells. And obviously people are uncomfortable with that, you know? It's like if the concept was a little bit less scary then maybe we wouldn't have all of these people going back to the
0: Indian sweat shack and thinking whacking themselves with herbs is going to fix them. Look, it's the same, you know, you, didn't you say this before that we, um, well I don't know if you said it overtly, but it, it was implied, you were like um, you were you were saying that you were worried about messing up your brain, yes. for instance because you said, well, you know, you can think that you have control over it, but in reality you don't. And I think that that Kind of encapsulates uh, the, like our view of our own bodies. We like to think that we have a really good understanding that using our will alone, that we can kind of like overcome all these things. I'm like, will is 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 just a fucking thing in your head. Okay, mm-hmm. it's just a concept. It doesn't really exist. You can't wish yourself healthier. You can't. You know, like I'm sure everybody's told you, well, positive thinking. will positive thinking will knock your cancer. Yeah, mind over matter is a lie. It is. A, it is pretty much a lie. Trust me, it is a lie. Yeah, it's a it's a lie. I mean. I won't say that there that that there are not health benefits to being happy. Of course there are, but is it going to cure you from Hodgkin's uh, lymphoma? No, it will not uh, cure you from those kinds of things. I'll tell you what will: aggressive treatment, aggressive chemotherapy. When you're 13 years old, you know, like again, you I mean your chances are good. You're healthy. You're 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 going to bounce back, and those yep. kinds of things. You got your whole life ahead of you, and now the courts have decided. Well. You know, obviously you cannot uh, I just, your your parents are unable to handle that because they're making improper decisions. You know what? The court really what they've done is they've actually saved the parents. Because if the parents had let this thing go and the kid dies, like you go to jail. Mm-hmm. All right. You did not provide the adequate treatment. Like I said, when you have a kid it is a binding contract i mean you are now responsible for human being and you're responsible along the ways that society has determined that you need to take care of them and that's it you can't just suddenly say well i'm not gonna be part of these rules brr. it's not like
1: dropping your iphone in the toilet and then just being well that was silly i gotta go buy another one now no no
0: there <laughs> <laughs> the people will be held accountable for missing children or dead children and uh, this definitely i just falls in that category i just worry that they're not going to
1: do anything because in the article she was saying that even if the court tries to force me to do this, I'm not going to do it. And I'm personally amazed because uh, we, we've, we've heard about it before in Canada with uh, with the kids where the government just stepped in and it's like we're taking these kids and we're doing this. And I'm, yep. kind, of, I'm kind of surprised that they're just like – you got until this date to go and, and get this dealt with because personally, I you know what? If,
0: if you're going to court to
1: fight it, do you really think these people are actually going to go through and do... It?
0: Well, I think the court wants to give them the opportunity to do it because yeah. they don't want to be stuck in a situation where they come in, look like the bad guy, take the kid away, and then suddenly say, well, you were unfit as a parent. They're like, you have to meet these requirements, and if you're not, you are literally condemning your child to death. Yeah. Therefore, we have to sort of like take a, take over because... What else are we going to take over? A coffin, you know, sort of like a dead body in a coffin? No, of course not. And I'm like, I think that that's actually kind of fair. That's fair. I, I dig it. I just, I just, you know, fingers crossed these parents don't run. You know what I, I mean? I don't Because know. when it
1: comes to, like, I've always felt if, if some court was going to try and take away my kid, I'd be like, well, I'm going to Mexico. See you later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, they'll chase you down to the border and they probably just shoot your ass full of lead. True that. When they do that. Um. Let's. Uh, the last thing I actually wanted to talk about. I didn't. I didn't send this link to you, so you unfortunately won't have any research about oh, it. Oh no. Uh, but actually, you, we've talked about it before, and it just kept, keeps coming up every once in a while. And I wanted to talk about it very shortly. Mm-hmm. And it was all the the the, the child witches in Nigeria and uh, there's finally a number that's come out like I was trying to look at wh- how many kids in Nigeria how are accused often of uh, witchcraft happen? how often does it happen so on and so forth well it turns out that the numbers are something, something along the lines of 15,000 children in Nigeria alone have been accused of uh, being witches and are basically living on the streets or begging for money or you know or just fucking finding a corner to die mm. and uh, what really upset me and this is the part that I talked about was one of the guys who had, who had started that Stepping Stones uh, charity that Helps those kids. I mean, I, I already said that's a great thing. I point people towards it. I said you should donate. Uh, there's one thing that he said though that kind of upset me, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the thing I wanted to talk about specifically is that he said that he didn't feel as though the belief in witch, uh, witches was the problem. He just like he said, obviously you can't stop people from believing what they want to believe, but it's just that when it affects the health of children, they should, you know, no. obviously not. And uh, that kinda of got me into the whole rant, and at least in personal rant, of, of, of this, this notion that people are entitled to their beliefs and there's no problem. You, you can have a belief... There's nothing but, wrong with being ignorant. There's nothing wrong with being ignorant is basically what he's saying. Not just that, but also, that you can, as long as you hold a belief privately, it doesn't matter how crazy it is, uh, it's all good. And to that I have to say, no. I have to just say at large, no. You cannot separate the idea of witchcraft from harming children. Okay, They're, they're, they're going to interact. And how what you believe has a strong impact on like what happens in the uh, world around you. I mean, like if you believe that you were Napoleon, you know that's going to have a strong effect mm-hmm. on your outside world. And no one's going to go over to you and say, "Well, as long as uh, your beliefs don't harm anybody else, you're totally entitled to them." I'm like, come on. Are, are we going to stop taking this kind of like pathetic position of saying, "Well, everybody's entitled entitled their opinion. They're all equal, and everything's all good." I'm like, no, they're not. Not all beliefs are fucking equal. And that's just it. It feels
1: like a... Corruption of the idea of individualism, because that's that's the whole thing. As time goes on, people are like, well, you know what? Everybody, everybody as an individual is allowed to, but uh, you know, say and think and do generally what they want to do, so long as they're not interfering with other people. And the unfortunate thing is, when you haven't enough people thinking the wrong thing, you have stuff like every single pig in Egypt being slaughtered, or fifteen thousand
0: kids in Africa. Oh, is it no? Africa? Uh, well, Nigeria is in Africa, yes. <laughs> <laughs> getting killed. Yeah, uh, you know what? It's just for me. I guess it's it's the notion. Look, I I wouldn't tell anyone that they're not entitled, uh, or that they're not allowed to have those opinions. But entitlement, at least to me, suggests that you deserve uh, to have that opinion. And I'm like, to be honest, most most people that have opinions, they've just been told what opinions to have. They've never done any research, any thinking about it. And therefore, it's not even their opinion. It's it's just the opinion of the town preacher or the uh, you know your redneck teacher or whoever else was telling you all the bullshit that's inside of your head. And beware, because the same thing can happen to atheists as well. I have met some startlingly ignorant atheists. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It is not limited to the religious or the superstitious. It's just anyone at any time is going to have at least a couple things that they believe that are completely wrong. And I mean, I remember myself, I mean, you used to believe in ghosts and the, uh, you know, the the, the conspiracy behind the assassination of John F. Kennedy. I mean, believe these things. And I was wrong, I was entitled to them, but they were stupid beliefs. they were based on just misinformation mm-hmm. and you know like a person can go around and say, well these the, you know you can, you're entitled to them, and it's no problem. But what if I became just some kind of crazy nut as a consequence of me believing in the conspiracy uh, uh, like uh, uh, some conspiracy theory, and then all of a sudden, as a result uh, i harm uh, I, I harm other people or i, I you know uh, who knows? I, I sent letter bombs. I mean, like there are consequences. Like I said before, to belief. And really, we need to stop thinking that. Well, what a person believes is really what they believe. No, it's just what they have been told they should believe. And I think that in the cases of like this whole witches in Africa, the the the, the obvious answer here is to discourage belief in witchcraft. It's to eliminate this superstition. Mm. It needs to be gone. No one should believe in that. I mean, it's not just because. It is just so stupid it's also deadly I mean people are being killed all the time over this belief it just amazes me
1: that uh, consider considering how far ahead you know the world has come and everything like that there are still people out there who who live in these situations where they can honestly believe it that that kind of stuff goes on because you know it, it should be very clear we should be able to, to tell these people you know what very clearly there is no such thing as witchcraft It is completely bull and it does
0: does not exist you know yep And it's, like, it's not witches that are destroying your crops or that kind of stuff. I mean, like, it's just as ridiculous as those penis thieves. Remember, like, people get killed all the time because some douchebag accuses you of stealing his dick? And people don't even bother to find out. They just, they will kill you. Mm -hmm. And it's just because these superstitions are powerful and they make you violently... Stupid. Well, the funny thing is, you know, we say
1: it's strange that, that people believe in that, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're arguing the same thing with religious people. It's
0: just another form of that. It's true. It's just that how, that, how those beliefs sort of like translate into the action is different. You know, like if you believe that, say, Jesus was a God and, 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 and resurrected, so on and so forth, it doesn't necessarily predicate any type of behavior. But mm. if you believe that individuals are witches and curse you, and you have limited access to you know foods and that kind of stuff, your livelihood is largely dependent on mm. you know controlling as many of the outside factors as you possibly can. For you, your superstition has direct consequences. Well,
1: think about this. Think of all of the uh, you know the Christian-based religions that focus completely on revelations. Oh yeah, and how many times that has ended up in violent confrontation? <laughs> not always their fault, mind you. No, no,
0: no. Not always. I mean, uh, Waco comes to mind, but these these kinds of things uh, they they usually end up being uh, you know resolving themselves quite violently, just basically because people have these ingrained superstitious beliefs that and their opinions can't their, their minds can't be changed like if as soon as you say, well, I refuse to change my mind about this issue mm-hmm. uh, then that 's a problem like i I still accept the fact that if i 'm given enough evidence. Uh, in terms of the proof of God, I'll believe it because I can't stand the idea of mm-hmm. refusing to believe something if the evidence points in that direction. If any anyone of you out there who believes it, if you're religious and you refuse to ever let go of the idea of God because most of you, you, know, you probably would out of just fear, that, well, yeah, that, that like- immediately not believing would suddenly make you go to hell... Then uh, there's obviously something wrong with your belief it's system. The
1: whole idea of you know you're you're being tested. Oh right? yeah, that's and right. So, and you, Fossils and, are and, tests. And, and, and you gotta you gotta survive these tests or you go to hell. <laughs> I'm like I, I can like understand God God keeping his mouth shut and staying in the background, but testing and everything. Come on.
0: Yeah, testing is just cruel. Isn't it's it?
1: like yeah I I purposefully made everything point in the wrong direction. Just oh yeah. No, but you know you know
0: it's funny they'll go and blame Satan. You're like but God is more powerful than Satan. He can't he not stop Satan from creating, creating all these uh these these tests? Obviously not. Look, a test is just cruel in my mind. You know, it's like you ever you ever have someone who tested you. Like, a, say you got a girlfriend, right? She's always testing you over saying, I was just gonna test if you love me. You'd be you would lose your mind. You'd be like, get out of my house. Mm. You are not testing me. It's was like, testing. It's like I when I told you I loved you, you should have believed me. None of this testing BS.
1: Yeah. None of that. I have herpes. Will you stay with me? That was just a test.
0: Oh, my God. That's like the worst <laughs> test in the world. Who does that? I, don't, I Thankfully, I don't know anyone who who would do something so foolish and so stupid. But, uh, yeah, that would be pretty scary if somebody did that to you, wouldn't it? Yeah, wouldn't it? All right. With that, let's uh, wrap up the show. We'll catch everybody Friday for the regular non-paid show. Again, we'd like to thank all of you patrons for contributing. Keeping the dream alive. Keeping the dream alive, people. And uh, remember to tell other people about it. I mean... Hey, we're the we're, we're the we're the bitter, sarcastic uh, atheist podcast. So if you know anybody that likes bitterness and sarcasm, point them out.